watching or listening to A to the K. 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 These guys are awesome. Check it out. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later. So, Carl, shall we move on to Let's this week in wrestling? Let's kick off Let's with Monday Night Ball. I mean, Raw. Um, <laughs> so, the, the match card this week. Obviously, so, let's preface this by we knew, um, as we as we discussed, the breaking news of last week's show was um, that Drew McIntyre had unfortunately tested positive for COVID. So, we knew a Drew McIntyre-less episode of Raw. What did they decide to do? They decided to bring Triple H back to open the show. So, Triple H opens the show. In terms of the first match of the night, we got something which I've been clamouring for for fucking ages. I even wanted it out of WrestleMania, and it was just tossed away in a shitty match. And we got Charlotte Flair versus Lacey Evans. With, yeah, let's, have, let's it now. have it now, uh, with Why Lacey not? Evans picking up the win because of shenanigans. We had Jeff Hardy taking on Jackson Riker for some fucking unknown reason. And Jackson Riker picks up the win for some unknown fucking reason. But then, Jeff what? Hardy gets on the mic and challenges Elias. And Jeff Hardy wins that one because... Riker doesn't help. What what message are they trying to I don't know. give here? And on a night, Anthony, of people pulling double 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 duty, we had two <laughs> two Jeff Hardy matches. Double. We then also get two Sheamus matches because we have Sheamus of course, of course. Uh, teaming up with Keith Lee to take on Miz and Morrison, with the team of Sheamus and Keith Lee picking up the win, and they look to be in good spirits and best friends. We then come back from commercial break and they're beating each other up. And they're having a one-on-one match, and they don't really tell us anything about that. But th- that happens. And Keith Lee wins. So, okay. okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we then have... Uh, I forgot his name. The champion. We then have Drew McIntyre, live, via satellite, <laughs> responding to Goldberg's challenge. Yeah. So, okay, we get that. Can't wait. Um, I can't, I'm yeah. on the edge of my seat, waiting for... The match I've always wanted of Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. Been about it. I'm sure you put that in your fantasy book and didn't. Yeah, mm. I, I think mm. I did several times. I think the entire card in my fantasy book oh, was just Oh, that yeah, that was the, the worst possible card ever segment that we did that one time. That was it. Yes, that was it. Yeah, um, yeah that was so, the yeah. one. Uh, speaking of uh, teabags, we had T-Bar um, taking on Xavier Woods with <laughs> T-Bar picking up the win. We had uh, another uh, person pulling double duty. We had Riddle taking on Bobby Lashley in the US title match, which Lashley won, and then Riddle got on the microphone and challenged MVP, which ended in a disqualification. So, yeah, three separate instances of double matches. For fuck's sake. So, that makes a lot of sense. Have these guys got three hours to kill (laughs) and not to put in? That could make a a bit of sense, actually. Um, And then another (laughs) toss-away match, which could have been good if they gave it any time. Again, if only they had three hours and, you know, didn't have to fill it with a load of shit. We had AJ Styles taking on Dragulak in pretty fashion. Um, we had Nia, Ro- uh, Nia Rose, no, we had Nia Jax. <laughs> Nia, Rose. Nia Jax um, and Shayna Baszler <laughs> teaming up. Obviously, even though they're not the tag champs anymore, they're still a tag team for some reason, even though they hate each other. Teamed up, taking on Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. And I didn't even put who won this match. I'm pretty no, sure it was Mandy Shayna Jackson. Baszler had, uh, had picked up the win for the team. Yeah. And the main event, Anthony, yeah, what do we want to see in 2021? Something we haven't seen in about a year or two, but we have seen it about three million times. Triple H versus Randy Orton. Oh, is it? Here's the thing, though. That's fine. I, I want something familiar and comforting in these times. Something I'm used to. Something I grew up with. So, where's yeah, a me. fucking a cup of tea or something if you want that. You don't have Triple H and Randy Orton. 
Um, so yeah, that ended in a no contest because of more shenanigans. So that was the card. Highlights. Don't want to sound all uh, Natalie Ruglia, but uh, I'm torn because uh, <laughs> it's like that. Um, I like it. It's good. So Lacey and Charlotte is everything I wanted. I really want to see them two one on one at a WrestleMania. I think we could have fantastic chemistry together. I'm just so disappointed that he gave it away on an episode of Raw without any real build-up. It was centred around Ric Flair and Charlotte more than it was anything else. Like, let's be honest, Charlotte's come back after an absence and it's all about Charlotte once again. Asuka wasn't even on the fucking show, for example. But that aside, it's the Charlotte show and it's about her and Rick. So we have Lacey being put into some weird angle where she's got a thing for Ric Flair now. And, you know, Charlotte doesn't want Ric Flair there costing her matches, so Ric Flair comes down and helps Lacey. So he grabs Charlotte's leg, and, uh, yeah, basically Lacey uh, picks up the win. So I would, um, I'd be less bothered. I'm not bothered about Charlotte being in a prominent position, in all honesty. Mm -hmm. She's talented. She's had the opportunity and the position, and she's made the most of it. Um, I am bothered that they're giving us the same storyline that they did three, four years ago, maybe. Didn't we have this? Didn't we have this exact thing? With um, was it Rick and Becky? <laughs> I have no idea. I can't even remember that far back. But yeah, if I'm, I'm pretty sure this is a rehash that we've seen several times. Only I'm not happy. Like, I know, I know Rick's got a lot of money, right? And I know he's a legend in the business. But I can only suspend so much disbelief <laughs> that all these women fancy that. Well, he is the dirtiest player in the game, Anthony. You can take that how you however you want. You Apparently so. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just <laughs> takes forever to get anywhere though with his walk. <laughs> You know what? If, but, if I, um, I, I wish I could get away with just, just walking like that. Just anywhere I go, up to the shops, takes me three hours. But you know, I am, I am, <laughs> I'm capable of. Doing it. Yeah, I don't know, Anthony. I just, I'm so disappointed. But um, I don't know. It just, I feel like that, like you say, because you've yeah. wanted this match for a while, and you've it been was all right. Like it's, it, it is a highlight because and, they put on a decent yeah. match. Could it have been a million times better with a build up and a story that wasn't about this and you know just more time? Absolutely, but mm. no shenanigans. Have a clean yeah. finish for someone. I don't even care which one. Like, it would have been perfectly fine for Charlotte to go over Lacey. Like, I'm not even saying Lacey has to win. But just this whole thing... Hang on a minute. Aren't we doing <laughs> yeah. the highlights? I mean, it's like, it's, it's raw, Anthony. <laughs> so, you know, pretty much any highlight is, is no shite in disguise. But yeah, so the match itself I thought was decent. And it it's something that I want to see on a bigger stage with a better build and, you know, a better story. So the match itself was good. And that's why it's my only highlight. My only highlight. I did say I was torn. Nothing's right. Oh. I'm torn. I'm a lot of faith. Um, <laughs> That's just how you feel. I'm cold and I am shamed. I'm, I'm lying naked. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Webcam off. Um, but yeah, so that was the highlight. The Oshites. And I'm going to breeze through. Breeze and go shit out of these, right? Orton, Triple H, right? Look, I love Triple H. He's a legend. He's one of my favourite wrestlers from way back when. You know, he's a great talker. He's, you know, I've missed him on the mic. I don't want to see him in a fucking authority angle. Don't get me wrong. Listen to him. Don't fucking do it. I'm sorry to put the idea in your head. Don't right, <laughs> but on the mic he was good, and he hadn't, you know, he hasn't lost a step here. He was good on the mic, and we know that, right? The problem is Triple H and Orton. Fuck me! What else can you do with these two? They've beat, they've had everything. They've had the fucking the evolution thing. They've had, you know, different versions of that. They've had legend killer stuff. They've had, they've, they've done it all. I've seen them. You've had the evolution I've, like, thing again. I've seen them wrestle about <laughs> three million times, right? So why, like, like, just why? <laughs> I understand this as a probably reactionary like apparently the original plan was uh to have mcintyre in the main event so i understand this is a bit reactionary but like you say yeah just why like, i mean 
There are so Even many other people. The, I think the originally intended main event was, wasn't it, Orton versus McIntyre for some reason, even though we've seen that. Even if that was the case, why? Because Orton's in a feud with The Fiend? I'll, I'll book you one straight away. It doesn't involve The Fiend, but I'll book you one straight away. Orton's a legend killer. Goes around disrespecting legends, right? <laughs> the Fiend's missing a torment, so you still could have had the screwy, tormenty bit, which you'll talk about. We have an active roster member who's a legend. We have MVP. Oh, that's true. Why couldn't they have crossed paths, got upset with each other, and they had the main event? It didn't yeah. have to oh, be I, Triple I, H. I, I don't know. I just, the whole thing was tied. You know, he made that comment, which I think every fucking face has made. And, you know, Orton's even playing the heel here, but even he said it. About something about fucking, you know, Stephanie's got his balls in, in her purse. It's like, how many times have we heard that? Like, fucking hell. I know. It's like... Might as well be action figures at this point. They've <laughs> just got three records. Like, yeah, yeah, just fucking stroked them with it. <laughs> Choked them with it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so fuck me. Um, it just baffles me that we're in 2021 and the main event of a Raw is Triple H. Like, fucking hell. Where is the Del- fucking DeLorean? Where did it come from? How do I get back? <laughs> Mate, the main event of Raw is Triple H and Orton. We've got Goldberg <laughs> heading towards Mania. This, is, this isn't My fucking God, modern mate. day. Fucking, yeah. My God. Mental. Mental. Um, so I'm, I'm fairly with so then, that one. I've said this already as I, I ran through the card, but three separate instances of like follow-up matches on this on the one show. So, firstly, Jeff Hardy and Jackson Riker. Why? Like, that's an absolute shit show. I, the, the whole thing with Elias is pointless. You fucking murdered Elias now by sticking him with Riker because what the fuck's going on with that? Uh, and Riker's yeah. his bodyguard. You that know, the guy who's no smaller sense. than him. And like, the way this was booked... That that is the that is almost as bad as making AJ <laughs> exactly. almost as bodyguard. It's like it's not even they're not even That's playing it in, like comedic it either. It's just like we're just meant to buy it, which makes no sense. Um, but this whole thing, the way it played out, was okay. Elias is going to get involved and and help Riker win, and then Elias was like, "Oh, don't get involved in my match." Wink, wink, um, to Riker, and then Riker just doesn't get involved, and so Jeff wins, and Riker's like, "Well, you asked me not to," and he's like, uh, "I'm like, wow, okay." So, between anyone, I want this. I mean, yeah, who knows? Either way, it's going to be shit, whatever they do, let's be honest. So, yeah. yeah. Then, the second of this fucking trifecta of fucking shitty follow-up matches is we have Sheamus and Keith Lee, right? So, firstly, what is this, right? I know Drew isn't there, and whatever, they've fallen out, they don't like each other, whatever. They now team up for some reason, they get the win, they're all happy, they're high-fiving, they're hugging, amazing. We go to a promo or something, or a commercial break, we come back... They're in the ring beating the shit out of each other. The commentary team don't even tell us if there's a reason why. They're just like, oh, these guys seem to be fighting now. Like, what, do they go for a piss during a commercial break as well? Like, do you know what I mean? Or during a promo segment, do they just fuck off and come back? And are they, are they seeing this the first time as us? Like, isn't their job as a commentary team to say, oh, well, after the match, what happened was, no, it was just, oh, and now we're having a match. No, no, they, okay. They were on the socials at the time. They're on Instagram tagging Probably. things. Michael Cole's just there. Just Locked like, up. There was a match happening. little pouty Oops. faces. Love it. Um, but yeah, for all his coal miners out there, you know, you've got to get those selfies. But um, yeah, like, fuck me. There's a match that we just don't need to see again uh, between these two. But they have it. And it, it was all right, yeah. But then it was the same thing again. They win. And then Seamus, like, he, Keith Lee puts his hand out. And Seamus goes to, like, shake his hand and goes, nah, I'm going to hug you. Okay. Sound. And lastly, in the yeah. fucking three amigo fuck-ups, we have... Riddle versus Lashley for the US title. He should have fucking lost last week, but he ended up winning. So this this week, he, you know, him, even though he's the good guy, he got what he fucking deserved. Lashley just fucking destroyed him basically and put the put him in the full Nelson, beat him up. Great. Um, and then nice to see Riddle getting that push. Yeah, and then Riddle gets on the mic and he's like, "Well, yeah, just because Lashley beat me, you can't beat me, MVP, bro." And then 
okay, now they have a match, and then the hair business get involved, and it's just shit. It's <laughs> shit. You just keep going. Well, just because MVP beat me doesn't mean you could beat me, Michael Cole. <laughs> I, I honestly just don't get, like, who's writing this shit? It doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't follow any kind of linear yeah. story or... Do you know what I mean? It's just a load of dross. It's just, it's filler. Constant filler. And I'm mm-hmm. sick of the same shit. To have a three-hour filler show is ridiculous. It is awful. It's so bad, right? Then, mm-hmm. right, I'm pissed off again because we have AJ Styles versus Drew Gulak. And, yeah, Drew Gulak is nothing. You know, he has been booked into the fucking ground again. He re-signed. God knows why. It was obviously just for the money because he'd done fuck all with him. Um, he's, like a, he's part trainer now, isn't he, on SmackDown for... Fucking Otis uh, and Daniel Bryan. I don't know. But then he's on Raw. I don't even fucking know. Who knows, know. right? I don't even know what show he's meant to be on. But we have AJ versus Gulak, and AJ just basically just batters him. Sound. And all the, all this... And it was a better match when we had it on SmackDown, just FYI. Yeah, right? And all this was over again. It didn't make any sense around, well, AJ's going to enter the Royal Rumble. Well, so's, so's Drew Gulak. And it's like, well, Adam Pearce says to Gulak, well... You know, you can't really enter it. And he's like, well, why? AJ Styles has said he, he's announced it, so why can't I? He's like, mm, you'll have to win it. And he puts him against AJ, and then AJ wins. So what does that mean? Okay. Drew can't enter the Rumble now. Why? Just fuck yeah. me. And what's the point in this? Like, we all know that... Don't use this as a storyline. We know that both of them are going to be in the fucking Rumble, because we've not got enough participants <laughs> anyway. like, fuck me. Like, all filler, no killer is Dicks. the way to describe this show. It was shite, right? And then the ending. Right, we've already said we don't need to see Triple H and Orton again. So... I'm just going to bypass pretty much the whole match because it was a fucking... I think it was... Was it, was it a no yeah. disqualification? I don't even know what it was, but they were fighting outside the ring. Triple H was still in his fucking... He, he wasn't even like... He looked like he was like the fucking fat kid that didn't want to take his top off. He still had his clothes on and stuff. It was just weird, right? So he was just there. And then at one point he has a sledgehammer and the lights go out and then the sledgehammer's on fire because... Oh. Yeah, okay, because... Okay. And then Triple H disappears because, like, The Fiend or Alexa or whoever's doing this can make people disappear now. So Triple H, where's he? Triple yeah. H is dead? Is he dead? I love, I love the, the mix of supernatural and natural where they have, she can make people disappear, we can set hammers on fire, you can fire fireballs, but the Firefly Funhouse is just a little makeshift fucking well, box exactly, backstage. Exactly, It's just, you know, whatever, whatever suits Of course it is. Um, but yeah, yeah, so Triple H disappears into the fucking ether, so, you know, at least we'll never see him again. Yay. Um... <laughs> and then Alexa comes down, and as you've already said, shoots fucking Orton in the face with the fireball. And Sorry, we yeah, spend five minutes of Randy Orton rolling around the ring going, ah, 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 ah. And then it just, that's it, it ends. Okay. What was, I don't, what was the aim of this? Like, are we meant to feel sorry for Randy? Because he set someone on fire. <laughs> well, exactly. He, he, he tried to break Matt Hardy's neck. All kayfabe, <laughs> but he did do that. Fucking remember that. Very good. You know. He attacked Beth Phoenix. He ended Edge's return. Yeah. He's pretty much a dick. He is, yeah. And, um, you know, we're meant to be bothered about the fireball. What was the intent of the fireball? Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. even know. No idea. She just came out and shot him in the face of the fireball. So, cool. Um, <laughs> but with powers like that, you don't need to wrestle. Well, exactly. And it's like Alexa makes her in-ring return, like, this coming week. It's like... <laughs> she just stands there going... That's it. Like, that's... Let's be honest. All, all you got to do now is just burn people alive. You don't get like reprimanded for it anyway. So cool. Just <laughs> oh, yeah. not, not even a come, come to work with a fucking flamethrower. Strowman, job the done. Fucking I'm the champion now. I know, yeah. Poor Strowman, really. <laughs> you know, you know it's bad when you fucking sympathise with Strowman. But also, just to end this little recap, right? A little side note. Has Triple H shrunk in the fucking wash? Right. <laughs> I remember watching him go face to face with The Rock, and The Rock was like about an inch bigger than him. Right. And The Rock's, what, 6'4", 6'5"? Triple H was a fucking... So, he was a midget. Like, 
<laughs> he was like a fucking dwarf next to Orton, right? And later on in the night, for some reason... Wait, that was the actual Triple H? <laughs> it could have been. I thought they got swoggling again. <laughs> well, like, he was tiny. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe Orton's taller than I thought. Later in the night, we get fucking Keith Lee comes over. And Triple H was smaller than him. And Keith Lee's barely six foot. What's happened to Triple H? Did he just wear massive fucking platform lifts in his shoes all these years, or what? Why was he being so short with these guys? Hey. Um, I am the game. The fucking sorry. kid's game. Um... So, yeah, side note, but that was the show, Anthony. It was a shit show. It was... Uh, yeah, a side note, actually, a fun fact for you, Carl, that was a regular-sized hammer. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, a child's fucking uh, toy one from, like, a little uh, <laughs> tool toolkit thing. Um, but, yeah, my God, Anthony, it was an absolute shit show from start to finish, to be honest. Um, I, I, yeah. I can't give it a zero because... It, it wasn't like I've seen, there was a worse show like not too long ago that was a zero <laughs> but it's a 0.5 it was awful um, just so so bad I'm, I feel like I do this way too much lately and I know there should be some sort of debate <laughs> between us but there's not a single match here that I'm like well at least that was worth it I'll give it mm. a 1 there's nothing I'm giving it a 0.5 because there was some content like most of the shenanigans and we hate shenanigans like it was nice to see Triple H back even though like you say he was small and never took his shirt off but whatever <laughs> I, actually, can I go back on that because I don't want to be upset that Triple H never took his shirt off. I'm fine with it. I was going to give it a it one, just... but Triple H stayed fully clothed, and man, it was ruined. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, sorry, Trip. <laughs> I may have stepped on my own point. No point five from me. Okay. Okay. So, should we talk about Let's NXT? Do it, man. Let's talk. Surely that's better, right? Hang on. Can we change the screen? We have because we can do that now. Yeah. Anyway. As far as the card goes, Carl, we saw. Wow, my typing's been horrendous on these notes. <laughs> Apologies, guys. Um, we saw Shotzi Blackheart go up against Candice mm-hmm. LeRae, with Candice LeRae taking the win. We saw the Grizzled Young Veterans go up against Everrise, with the Grizzled Young Veterans taking the win. And I will stress this was the first match of round one of the Dusty Classic. Mm-hmm. We saw Johnny Gargano going up against Dexter Loomis. Okay, with Johnny Gargano taking the win. We saw. Jake Atlas and Isaiah Scott going up against the debuting MSK with MSK taking the win. Again, another first round match of the Dusty Classic. We saw Zia Lee going up against, honestly, someone whose name I'm pretty sure they never gave us because I don't know what it was and I can't find it. Some random jobber. <laughs> and Zia Lee took the win. Surprising. I think that, think that, that, that was a name on it. A name couldn't have been a jobber, surely. <laughs> anyway. We end with the Undisputed Era going up against Bree Zango. Uh, again, another first-round match of the Dusty Classic with the Undisputed Era taking the win. I'll cl- clarify the Undisputed Era consisted of Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the highlights go, Carl. First one, nice blanket statement. I love a good tournament. <laughs> I do too. I miss the King of the Ring. I say that often. Yeah. We don't get the King of the Ring. And you know what? If we've got to live through the Dusty Classic on NXT, I fucking will. It's, it's decent. And you know what? It's funny when you see them trying to put together tag teams because they haven't got any. That kind of amuses me too. But all in all, I, I like this tournament and I will be fully engaged with this tournament right the way through. Mm-hmm. I do have a couple of gripes, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> the next highlight, Carl, and the only other highlight I have, is the fact that, I dare say, as much as I've been a bit confused, underwhelmed, and disinterested with Zia Lee's storyline, I don't give a fuck who the woman in the chair is or what Bo has got to do with it. Zia Lee is actually being booked more badass now mm-hmm. and i, I kind of like the whole character gimmick the character work um i don't think she can keep going against jobbers 
long term. I think she needs to actually get into a decent feud. But if this is what it took to get a decent character for her, then I'm all for it because I, I was actually quite engaged with who, who her character was as a person. Like, it was kind of, I dare say, Carl, almost Mortal Kombat-esque. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. That big sweeping entrance, you know, kind of looked badass. Freezing was, people, you know, stuff like that. <coughs> Fatalities. Yeah. It was all yeah. there. And um, all right, Boa looked like something out of the Matrix. That's fine. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, shock you here. You know, I've got a highlight. Go oh, okay. MSK. This is un- unusual. Really? So I believe MSK. They are what the, the the I think we mentioned them on the news weeks ago. They're the former Impact guys, right? They're, they're called the Radicals or something. They are, but weirdly, only two of the mm, former Impact guys, yeah. though. But do you know what? Not all. I, re- I, I, I was digging it, man. I, I like the way, I don't know, like, you mentioned, the, it's, it's ironic that they're doing a Dusty Tag Team Classic and they haven't got any fucking tag team. But they look well put, they look well put <laughs> together. I like the look. I like, you know, even the name. Yeah, like, they, they, they impressed me, to be it's fair. It's actually quite surprising because you'll know they got mm-hmm. the win. So it's interesting that they're putting them in a strong position like that yeah. as well, straight out of the gate. This is debut and they took the win and they're going for, going forward in the tournament. That's very interesting. Yeah, I can, I can see them kind of uh, being champions in it, to be fair. It'd be a good... You know what? Fuck it. Put it... Yeah. They've they've well established in uh, TNA anyway. Yeah. Fucking do it. Push them. Push them <laughs> to the moon. But the only Oshite I'm going to list, Carl, because all in all, it was an okay week mm. for NXT. You know, not massively exciting in general, but an okay week was... The main event, be it... No, sorry, I've got two outshots. Sorry, <laughs> I will discuss the other one in a sec. Um, but the Undisputed Era going up against Breezango, I feel like this match was done too early. They are two quite well-established, prominent tag teams, or factions, if you look at Undisputed Era, in NXT, and you've made them go up against each other in the first round, so one of them has to go. That doesn't make sense to me. Mm. So now Breezango are out. It was Breezango, yeah, wasn't it? Breezango are out. And I just don't get it. I don't get why you would do that. Um, so I just needed to moan about that slightly. It's not a big gripe. And obviously it involved a ton of shenanigans with um, Pat McCaff's group, whatever they're called, even though Pat McCaff isn't around. Um, yeah, so I don't know. A slight gripe in that sense. But it, to me, it just didn't make sense. Like, have them up against different people and have them progress maybe further into the tournament and go up against each other. I'm not saying the end of the tournament, the last two. But maybe later on, I don't get why you'd sort of use this match so quickly. It just, I don't know, feels a bit yeah. odd to me. Um, so I was going to say, like, I'm, I'm all for, like, the, the shock factor. And obviously they needed, like, a, a main event, didn't they? But, yeah, you know, Breezango, I, I quite like them, to be fair. But they're, they're, they're still just jobbing, aren't they? Like, all the time. <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah. Sadly, they've got, a, they, they work really well together. They've got a lot of chemistry together. They've got a great sort of gimmick in a lot of senses that they don't take themselves too seriously. Uh, but like you say, when you look at it objectively, they just job out mm. to everyone. No. It's a shame. It's a real shame. But uh, that's what we got. Uh, the only other one I had, and I forgot to write it down, but I'll mention it now, was Gargano going up against Loomis. And I want to get your thoughts on this, Carl, because Gargano took the yeah. win. And I don't. for me, I find that people enjoyed this match. I've had a look on the internet. People actually enjoyed this match. Uh, and he can't win every match, I get that. But do you, do you not think this was a bit odd to give Gargano the win over Loomis? Or you put them against each other at this point? Because we're still building Loomis. Yeah. He's he's just finished chasing Grimes around or whatever. Um, and then you put him up in a match where he takes the loss to Gargano. It just, I don't know, it doesn't feel right to me. But I want to get your thoughts on it. Because obviously he can't win every match, I get that. But Yeah. I feel like it's a bit stop and start, you know. Um, and I think I think that's, that's the big uh, issue with it really is I don't know he, he's got the potential to be something and, and, and do something big uh, but we're just not just not getting it we're not seeing it um, 
And I don't know, I think for him, he needs to build that momentum up and, and solidify himself as someone who can challenge for titles and, and, and be a bigger star. But yeah, like every time he, you put him against someone, he just loses. Yeah, it kind of takes away. He's he's a creepy guy and he's got a creepy persona. So, mm. I mean, he's great in the ring and he's got great mic skills. So I just don't get it. You know why? Why isn't he like taking the win? It's just yeah, strange. Uh, strange indeed. Anyway, as a rating, Carl, I'm actually going to give it a a two. Mm-hmm. I, I I do enjoy a good tournament, but the stuff around the tournament was a bit daft or pointless. And the main events, I have my reservations with putting them up against each other now. So on that basis, I'm going to give it a two because it wasn't a bad week, but it doesn't merit much higher for me. I hate to do it. I'm going to agree with you. Um, it was fine for what it was. I know you um, hate that. I do hate that. No, it was fine for what it was. Uh, obviously, the, the Dusty Classic, uh, you know, making its return. Uh, I think that kind of was the, the bulk of the show, really. But yeah, I think the matches themselves, even though it would have been good to see Breezango, you know, get through and to later stages and stuff like the match quality was fine and it was good and we may not have been happy with the outcomes, but I thought it was solid enough for my next two weeks. So, yeah, no. two seemed fair. You know, are you, are you going to do the clicky thing and change the screen? It. You ready? Um, pow. Oh, I did it. So cool. Um, nice. I also, I'm, I mean, I'm just going to, just going to, you know, let's not beat around the bush here. I'm just going to call it out because I can see the mistake and I can see the mistake on every slide and our avid watchers and listeners are going to see these mistakes. But, we're trying oh. something out for the first time, and I've stuck some graphics in that were backgrounds, and it says the A to the K Wrestling Experience. And that was a name that we toyed with once, but it's not <laughs> a name that we kept. So this week, this week you're yeah. having an experience. You're having it. the experience this week, because it's an experience for us trying out this new software where we update things on the fly. So that'll be rectified and next, next week. We put it on a show. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we'll just change it up every week uh, after that. So this is your, this is your experience. <laughs> next week's the show, the week after... We might call it the A to the K wrestling three hour. No idea what to do with it. Extravaganza. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, and then we're just going to give up and we'll just call it the A to the K yeah, thing. That, them, them A to the K guys. That's what it'll be. Um, so yeah, that's just thought right. I'd face into it. I noticed it. It threw me off. I was a bit disappointed in myself, but it's fine. It's okay. It's just the logos. All our socials cool. still say follow us at A to the K wrestling, and that's what matters. But anyway. All that aside, we're going to move on to something which is pretty good, like it is every week, and that is Dynamite. Light it up. Light it up. Um, So, yeah, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. And they kept it in again, and I fucking love it. Um, I do sincerely hope. Yeah, same. Um, But no, it was night two of New Year's Smash. um, And the card was pretty sick, to be fair. So we had Eddie Kingston taking on Pac in the opener, with Pac picking up the win. We had Miro taking on Chuck Taylor in... A match which was originally he was going to be his something boy or something, um, and they basically oh yeah we, they realised that, that yeah. no one has a fucking clue what they're on about because we're not all you know New Japan marks. So they changed it to be Miro against Chuck Taylor. In if Taylor loses, he'll be his butler. So at least that makes a bit more sense. Because um, we've all heard of us. Well, butler. exactly. Um, and Miro did win, so Chucky e. T is going to be Miro's new butler. So look forward to seeing how that pans out. Um, I just can I just say at this point, I love AEW, and I'm not knocking them when I say this, but this is what gives people credence to go, oh yeah, see that real sports feel. Like don't tell, don't pretend you're gonna have real sports feel when we're doing stuff like this. That's all I'm gonna say. Yep. I really enjoy the show. I don't give a fuck what you put on in terms of real sports feel, but don't make that statement because it's clearly not true. True to you. Let's carry on. Um, we had uh, the inner circle giving us an update, uh, revealing what their New Year's resolutions are, which was uh, pretty funny. To be fair, but uh, yeah, uh, 
Keen to get your thoughts on that. We had Kenny Omega teaming with the Good Brothers, not the Young Bucks, uh, to take on Varsity Blondes and Danny Limelight with uh, the Elite picking up the win. We had uh, The Waiting Room. So Britt Baker's talk show has moved up from dark, graduated onto the main stage uh, with special guest Cody Rhodes. Um, I just wonder if there's going to be any other competing talk shows this week. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Like, who knows? Everyone will have a talk show eventually because that's the cool thing to do, right? That's the cool thing Uh, to do. We had the Jurassic Express consisting of uh, Marco Stunt as opposed to Luchasaurus, Team with Jungle Boy, taking on FTR with FTR picking up the win. We had the NWA women's title on the line as Serena Deeb took on Tay Conti with Deeb retaining. And the main event of the evening... Now, go on. I mean no offence to Serena Deeb. She's trained a lot of people. She's worked as a coach. She's done a lot of stuff. I really want to take on Tay Yeah, I mean, yeah. She'll get there. Just saying. Just <laughs> but saying. the main event was the TNT title on the line. Darby Allen defending against Brian Cage with Allen retaining. So... The highlights, Anthony. The usual strong start this week. Um, so you know, not as kind of high intensity, high impact, but still quite you know a lot, a decent amount of intensity, but a little bit more physicality, a bit more brawl and kind of thing throughout. But maybe a few sprinkle high flying intensity from Pack, obviously. <laughs> and just Kingston. just a dash of aggression. <laughs> just a dash of fucking schizo from Eddie Kingston. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I say it every time I see him. It's good to have Pack back. Pack is back. Um, it's just so good, man. You know, I've definitely missed him while he's been away. Um, obviously, Kingston. It, yeah, you, you forget, I think, until you start seeing him again, you're like, God, he is, he is good. good um, like, but know. yeah, uh, you know, Kingston's no slouch either in the ring. Obviously, on the mic, he's, he's something else, but, you know, his in ring psychology mm. is, is really good as well. So, it, basically, it made for an all round decent match. Um, I wasn't sure whether this was legit, whether it'd been worked or not, um, but. It looked like Kingston might have actually injured himself at one point in this. He was holding his like his tailbone or like his lower back, um, and like the match kind of took a bit of a kind of you know it slowed down significantly and kind of came to a pretty quick halt after that. So hopefully he's not injured, um, and it was just a you know or, not, yeah. yeah it seemed it seemed at the time like it might have been so yeah. Um, we had uh, so I'm going to be clear. I'm I wasn't a fan of the whole stipulation of this whole Miro and Chucky T thing and all that kind of stuff. The match itself, though, I thought was good. It was what it needed to be. It wouldn't have made sense to have Miro on a clinic for ages with Chucky T. Miro beat him up, and it was, as we all expected, Chucky is now going to be, you know, his butler. So, look, it's cheesy. It's not, you know, typical AEW type of thing, and I completely get that. Um, But obviously, we know Trent is out injured, and to save Chuck just being on the side... Because, you know, that's what tends to happen with tag teams if... One of them goes out, then both tag team like guys are fucked for months until they recover. So at least in this, you know, they're saying, well, okay, Trent's going to be out for several months. What can we do with Chuck? And so they've gone, well, okay, let's make him a butler and at least keep him on TV and keep paying him and stuff. So, you know, I, I, you know, I'm interested to see where where, where they go and, and what they do with it. But yeah, meanwhile, though, one negative I will say is Orange Cassidy just not doing anything for someone who you know was fighting for the TNT title and having feuds with Jericho. He's just nice. Just having some time off now, yeah. Just doing nothing at the minute, so <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, this was amazing or anything like that, but um, it was a squash. It needed to be a squash, and too much of it. And at least we're going to see something interesting in terms of what Chuck kind of does now going forward as Miro's Butler. So 
in a circle, Anthony. You didn't seem to react quite well to this. So, um, <laughs> look, I still love these guys. They're not as good as they were when they first formed. Let's be honest. When they first formed, they were doing some amazing stuff and they were bouncing off the live crowd. Even early in like the lockdown stuff, you know, they had the flim flam and all that kind of stuff. And it was really good and it was funny, right? And they're not at that level anymore. So there's no denying that. But they're still good. And I thought this segment was still really funny. So, you know, we had Sammy Guevara calling Chris a little tag team slut was hilarious because he has teamed with every fucker under the sun, hasn't he? Let's be honest. So it's good that... Look, I'm willing to admit the Sammy Guevara thing was funny because <laughs> he called him a tag team slut and he's like, oh, what's next? Are you going to team with... Uh, I can't even remember who he listed. And he was like, maybe. <laughs> it's like, I like, it's almost an I think it was uh, a tag team slut. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was. Anyway, um, I think the coronavirus or the pandemic and the isolation is slowly damaging Jericho mentally because I think the whole segment was weak, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't a fan. Um, that that one bit was funny, but the whole segment didn't need to happen. It felt kind of like they didn't really have a plan. It's like, we'll just we'll go out there in the ring and we'll riff. Mm. And I just, I don't know, didn't didn't gel for me, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I, I do disagree. I don't think it was great by any stretch, especially not for them. Um, it was one of their weaker things, but at the same time, you had... Sammy calling him a tag team slut. Hager was fucking hilarious, just going, Championships! Yeah! Just like, you know, he he's funny, man. Like, he is funny, and it... He's got, <laughs> yeah, he's... Yeah, he, just he doing stuff be. like that. I don't know, I thought that was funny, so that made me laugh. Uh, you know, MJF being a big, massive suck-up is good for his character. Um, and even the way uh, they, <laughs> they called him out at the end, it was like, hey, why is your hand uh, darker than your face? <laughs> because, because of his fake tan. Like, I don't, I, just, I, I don't know. I thought there was good little insults and stuff in there. But I think in terms of them having a point, obviously, it was to set up what I think is going to be an interesting match because they've done a, a three-way for the upcoming show where, you know, Jericho will team with MJF, you will have Santana and Ortiz, and you will have Guevara and um, Hager teaming up. And basically, whoever wins that will be the only tag team in the circle. So I thought it was good that Ortiz and Santana, like, stood up for themselves. Look. I'm I'm all for a three way, guys. <laughs> but <laughs> you just wanted to get that joke. I know, sorry. Um, but honestly, like, why do they keep trying to add dissension in the ranks? Are they going to split them up or not? Well, I mean, they can't keep doing it forever. Yeah, can the they? whole question with MJF now we've got Santana and Ortiz going. We're here to be the tag team. No one else is allowed to tag team. But they never had a problem with the sex gods. But whatever. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm not. It's not. No, I'm, I'm I don't know. Kidding. I think you're being harsh. I think um, I don't think it's about them being the only tag team. I think it's. But I think you're being the. <laughs> it's about the championships. So I think when you know, I think they've got a right to be like, well, we we should be the only team going for the tag titles. That's what we're about. Like you guys can be a tag team if you want, but the tag titles should be ours. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think I think you're right to kind of criticize and say it's not their best work, and I will agree with that. But I still thought it was it was light, it was entertaining. While it might not be kind of you know amazing, like fall off your seat or like like riff about it too much, I thought it wasn't enough for what it was. I would give it a I would give it a a B minus, whereas I would normally give the stuff a B. Okay, it's, a, it's, it's my my personal. Um, so yeah, uh, what else do we have? So we had uh, so the waiting room with Britt Baker. I think I've got to be sixty forty in terms of good and bad on this because. I did think there was elements of it that was really good, and I, th- I feel like they outweighed it. It was good enough to be a highlight in that in that sense. So, you know, there's a reason we gave Britt Baker the breakout performer in the Eight of the Canies, and she was Indeed. great again here. Like the work she did, like you know, <laughs> Cody, you just need to make a decision. You need to start flip flopping, make a make a, make a good decision for once, and like the you know that one on your neck, you know stuff like that. Like little jabs of Cody it was all good. Um, 
and I liked the way it kind of ended up leading towards the announcement of Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker at um, Beach Bash. But the bit where it fell down for me was the whole Jade Cargill stuff. And I get it. She's quite the coop for AEW in a sense because I'm sure WWE wanted her and all that good stuff. But at the same time, she was brought in to probably work a program with Brandy and to have Cody and Shaq and have something going on there. Brandy's obviously off pregnant. Cody just be floating around, and Jay Cargill's just got nothing, no direction. So yeah, they've not, they've had absolutely no backup plan no. at all. And even like they've now gone all okay. Red Velvet's gonna be, but there was just no reason to even bring her on the show because she was getting Cody's face. Why? That didn't make any sense anymore. Um, and then they brought Red Velvet out, okay, but then it was still to push Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. So yeah, I don't know. I thought it, again it was entertaining, but not amazing. Is uh, is my thought on it. Um, Deep Conti was a fucking yeah. great match. It was one of the better matches AEW put on Indeed. in a while. I agree with you. I'd love um, Ty Conti to to you know pick up the win and be the champ. But she's and I don't like to do the whole comparison to AEW and WWE, but that was a definite mistake on WWE's part uh, letting Ty oh, Conti 100%, go. Yeah, um, I think you know she's still got some work to, to do on her promos and stuff. You know she doesn't have to. Do you know what? I feel like I'm being um, I'm doing a disservice there. It was a fucking mistake on WWE's part to let Serena Deep go. True. Yeah, 100%. It's mad to think that, you know, she's had such a hell of an interesting story, Serena, because, you know, they let her go originally. Um, obviously, they had, the only reason they wanted her was, like, oh, we're going to keep her was because she was like, I'll shave my head, I'll join the, you know, straight edge society, all that good stuff. She got a bonus for that, blah, blah, blah. They let her go eventually, and then she didn't know what to do with herself. They brought her back for the May Young Classic, um, I think it was, um, and then... They brought her on as a trainer, and it was only when they they went through the round of like she was with them really recently. Do you know what I mean? She's only been outside WWE. No, that's the thing. Like it's a it's interesting because she spoke about it recently, saying that the May Young Classic was essentially her tryout for being a yeah. trainer to see how she worked with the PC talent and so mm-hmm. on and so on. Um, and she mentioned that quite recently that like that was her getting the gig in the coaching side of things, and that she really enjoyed the coaching yeah. side of things. I think she's gonna feel quite fulfilled in AEW because. She's getting to work with the newer talents and and help them progress, but how much of a massive loss of both of these people for WWE? It just they are baffling with some of the cuts they make. It really, oh yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, I thought the match itself was fantastic. I thought Ty Conti was, um, you know, she 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 can be a future star definitely, and I think uh, she she mm. showed that she's definitely got the chops. So yeah, it's a shame she didn't end up getting the win. I didn't expect her to, but yeah, it was a great match nonetheless. Um, now I, I joke, I'm a big fan of, of Ty Conti, but. Um, I suppose Deeb has to keep the title a bit yeah. longer. You know, coming off the run that Thunder had with it, it it'd be difficult not to not to retain it for a while. To be no, fair, definitely. And I think she's uh, she's beat Thunder twice, like pretty much clean. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. so yeah. And then the final uh, highlight is the main event. I thought it was brilliant. Um, Darby Allen is really really good, man. He's uh, they've built him up as a character so so well. Like I know he's just sat there like the little emo kid some weeks and stuff, and we joke and all that. But the stuff we've seen him do to his body and the punishment he can take and stuff. It was absolutely believable that someone like Cage could come in, beat the shit out of him for like a solid 25 minutes, burn himself out, and Darby can still just, you know, tuck it all and come back and manage to pick up the win. Like, it was believable, do you know what I mean? And, that, and that's how they played it, and that's how it should have been. You know, Cage battered him, yeah. uh, did loads of shit to Darby, he was busted open or everything. Um, and then ultimately, Darby ended up picking the win, pick up the win. I know Sting did get involved kind of, uh, but he didn't get involved in the main match, he only kind of was there to be the equaliser almost for uh, but I think he took out um, Ricky Starks, didn't he so, yeah, I mm. thought it was a solid main event to be fair, um, I thought that yeah, played, off, played off each other quite well and I'll be honest, and I've not vocalised it too much, but I, I'm i not sure I'm a big fan of Derby 
Like I've not specifically said that. I don't think I've ever really expressed a lot of uh, love for him, but I've not. I, I wasn't overly big on him winning the title, especially the way Cody did it. Um, and I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Derby, but they did. They both of them put on a really good match together. I can't deny that. Interesting. I would keen to see whether your opinions change in the coming weeks and months. Um, Me too. But moving on to the O'Shites. So. Hardy Party, just not a fan of it. Um, Matt had it many, many no. episodes in his time. A lot of them really good. This is one of them. He's a weird agent guy. Doesn't make sense. It feels forced. Not a fan of it whatsoever. If you ask me, Matt had a scare. He's expecting another kid. And he's avoiding the ring. So he's doing some sort of agent valet kind of stuff. And like you say, character-wise, it's not working. And I don't think we're going to see him in the ring anytime soon. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I, think he, I think he's meant to... Be in the ring this week, but how how active he actually gets in the. Oh, I okay. think I think it's him <laughs> and uh, and private party are teaming up um, or something. But we'll see. We will see. But yeah, will he be in the ring or stood on the edge of it? <laughs> Find out. I'm dying about it. Yeah, so not a fan of that at all. Um, for me, I've been very very um, supportive of Boxley lately, thinking that he's fantastic. You have the whole stuff with him and Omega didn't work for me this week. Um, like when Mox is coming down, um, when you know it was. Omega and the Good Brothers in the ring. He was like, he was like looking at the camera, going, "Yeah, three, that's no problem." And it was just like, you wouldn't do that. Like, that's like WWE shit. That was more Ambrose. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to convey to the camera, mm. "Oh, there's three guys in there. That no problem for me." It's like, what? That's so out of character for him. That he should have just got in there. We can see yeah. there's three guys. Just go in yeah. there and fucking like it's that the mocks we kind of have a no. Wouldn't we? He'd care less about the cameras. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's how they book it. Whereas him being so aware that there's an audience feels massively out of yeah. character. So I don't know. That felt off. And then he gets in. He obviously gets beat down because it's a three on one. And who comes out for the save? But Ray Phoenix and uh, Penta, um, which I didn't really get. To be fair, like I know Moxley. Uh, I know Omega had a match with Phoenix last week. But why are they coming down to make the save? That didn't make any sense. Um, and then the Young Bucks come down. But then the Lucha Bros turn and get them. And I don't know, it's just a big melee again, all the teams and stuff, and then Omega, uh, Omega just gets out of there. So, mm, strange. Yeah. <coughs> it was a bit of an odd book in this week, I'll be yeah. honest, yeah. Um, and then, I think the last one, um, or is that it, actually? No, that's it. Well, sort of the last one, I'll mention it because it's part of your, your last O'Shea, but I don't think we covered it fully, is the, the fact that the Young Bucks actually joined them. Given what happened, yeah, uh, was it last week? Um, so it was, it was, it was this week. So basically, um, it was meant oh, to sorry, be Omega uh, teaming up with the Bucks, and uh, Don Callis basically pulled a swerve on them and said that, you know, yeah, he is teaming with his best friends, but it's going to be the Good Brothers. And then so the Young Bucks are just like, oh, um, but the previous week they'd like joined up and all been doing the two sweet sim stuff. So yeah, no idea what's mm. going on with it, but yeah, I mean to be honest, it was probably just a quick excuse to to account for Matt Jackson's. Need that's hanging on by a thread. <laughs> true, true. Um, mm. But yeah, all in all, Anthony, um, I might I might end up doing that thing that you've done once or twice on this show. I originally had it down as a three and a, a three and a half. I changed it to a three, and then I'm looking at it now, thinking, is it actually more like a two and a half? And maybe it is. So I'm just going to be bold. I'm going to say it's two and a half. I still think it was better than uh, NXT this week, but uh, not by much. I I'm surprised, you know, because I didn't think we'd meet on this. I was going to give it a two and a half rather than a three because I wasn't that enamoured with the inner circle. Um, so it surprised me that you've landed the same place. I thought uh, you'd be a three and I'd be a two and a half. Mm. But um, I'm not going to give it a two. It was definitely better than NXT this week. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm surprised we're both in the same yeah. place. 
So two and a half. It's definitely a weaker well. dynamite, I think. Mm, I'd agree. And so speaking of weak, kapow! <laughs> it's gone blue for SmackDown. Nice, right? So SmackDown card. So as far as the card goes, and that's how I like to start these things <laughs> by saying, as far as the card goes, um, we had like a bit of—I don't know if you want to call it a promo or whatever. We had a bit of a segment involving Roman Reigns. Jey Uso and Paul Heyman. We had Nakamura coming out and uh, basically landing a kick on the side of Jey Uso's head, which was good fun. And that led straight into our first match of the night, which is uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jey Uso. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura took the win. Um, we saw, following that, Liv Morgan going up against Natalia, with Natalia taking the win. We then had Mysterio versus Corbin, with Corbin taking the win. We then had, would you believe it, a brand new talk show <laughs> debut and Carl from the role model herself. Yeah. Bailey, uh, with called Ding Dong Hello, which is as stupid as it sounds. And then we had Daniel Bryan going up against Cesaro, with Cesaro taking the win. We then had Apollo going up against Sami Zayn, with Apollo taking the win. And we closed the night with a nice little contract signing, because fuck it, why not end on a, you know, whimper? Yeah. Anyway, as far as highlights go, Carl, I want to start right now by saying Daniel Bryan and Cesaro was a banger oh, yes. of a match. Probably going to go underappreciated because people don't really think too much of Cesaro for some reason. He's not a main event mm. guy. Daniel Bryan has been and is more of a let's get people over guy. But this was a really good match. I can totally understand why Cesaro took the win because this is what Daniel Bryan, his whole ethos is about at the moment. But um, a really enjoyable match between the two of them. And it's a, it's a shame it never got more prominence on the card in all fairness. Yeah, I agree with that. Damn right. Um, so... I don't know how you feel about this. I'm curious how you feel about this. So my next one is actually the um, Apollo Crews, Sami Zayn, Big E stuff. I think it's nice seeing, and assuming they're going to stick with it, because this will be the, the kicker if they don't stick with it. The Apollo Crews, this could be a good push for him. This could be a good feud for Big E if they do it right. But they need him to carry on going full heel. They started out with him getting advice from Roman Reigns. Um, and he's he's decided to be more of a cunt, basically. Um, it vindicates Sammy's position because once again he lost, but he actually got screwed over because there was pulling of the tights and so on. So Sammy can carry on being the Weasley heel that he is. But I actually thought this was some good booking because Apollo was a, a straightforward heel. Mm. You know, no fucking around with it. No uh, Weasley friendly, not friendly, none of that bollocks. It was just straightforward. I'm a bad guy now, and it's leading to, I think, a good place. So, I agree, but the thing I didn't like was I don't get why Roman Reigns would give him advice. Why would the tribal chief in uh, his character yeah. work sit down and spend five minutes with the fucking Apollo crew? Well, I'll be honest, that, that is the bit that's a bit like, daft. It just, yeah. He's just there and he's like, oh, okay, and then that's it. And it's like, what? There clearly must be something in it for Roman Reigns, right? No. <laughs> just, yeah. It just felt out of character for him and it just didn't need to happen, I don't think. You can have Apollo be... You know, just be a dick, or just you know, take on take on Bruce for the fact be honest, that being like, a nice guy hasn't worked. If they'd have totally cut that segment, that brief segment with him and Roman, it wouldn't well, have made a blind bit of difference. So you quite explain right. it anyway. It was like, was that was that Apollo Cruz there with Roman Reigns? Well, and then yeah, not mm. great, great. Yeah, yeah, it was mm. a bit odd. But that being said, Carl, and again another potentially um, disagreeable point: the whole Roman Reigns thing, I actually quite enjoyed. Mm. So for those who are purely relying on us for the information from this show, he spent the night trying to trying to sort of alter his contract or get the best contract for himself to take on Adam Pearce. And um, Heyman was very much, you know, I'll sort this, we'll, we'll make this what we want it to be. And he was trying to get it to a point where he could essentially just browbeat and punish Adam Pearce 
Um, so they eventually got to a point where Adam Pearce signed a contract, no, sorry, agreed to a contract in which Roman would face him in a last man standing match, which is exactly what Roman wanted. He wanted to be um, beating the shit out of Pearce for as long as he wanted, essentially. Um, so, you know, Roman quite happily signs this contract, getting what he wanted. And then Adam feigns a fake limp of some sort um, and a knee injury and says the match is subject to change and out walks Kevin Owens. And this is where this might be disagreeable because have we seen too much of KO versus Roman? Possibly. Um, but do we need this more than we needed Adam Pearce versus Roman? Yes, we <laughs> fucking did. So I don't know how you feel about it, Carl, but I actually I thought it was quite good the way uh, Adam played them his own game and he wasn't the, um, the bitch that they sort of portray him as as this authority figure with no authority, uh, I quite like the fact that he got one up mm. on him. And I quite like the fact that we're not going to get that match at Rumble. Oh, yeah, God, I, I did not want to see that at all. Um, you know, I think whenever Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns um, do face off, it's always a, a pretty decent one. There's a nice little stipulation on it. But, yeah, part of me liked it. Okay, you know, Roman was too cocky and, you know, Pierce screwed him over. But, uh, I don't know. It was just, why? Why, why, why did we need all that? Like, what's, what's going to be the payoff now? I mean, we, yeah, we didn't. It was just a, an elaborate way to book the same match again, mm. sadly. And that's the reality of it. It's like, I, we need to be done after this. After this match, Kevin Owens needs to stop feuding yeah. with him. That's the bottom line of it. Like, they've, they've had their matches. That's it. We need to move on. Um, but I'm, I'm all for this last man stand. The match is going to be an absolute brutal match, you know. And um, I, I can't argue that. You know, it is going to be enjoyable. But seriously, if we go to Mania with these two as well, I'm going to be so pissed off. Yeah, I thought it's a shame, really, because I I really like Kevin Owens, but it just it does feel like yeah. it's just been a bit done to death now, hasn't it? Already, you know, we've seen it a, a good few times. I think so. the sad fact is as well, like, do you feel like Kevin's gonna win at no. all? Like, it'd be very unrealistic to have him win at the current run Roman's having. Be very unrealistic. I mean, to have him win. So we're kind of going into it. No, he's got more chance well. there than than Adam Pearce, of course. But uh, yeah, I still don't think he's got much of a chance. Of course, of course. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. I don't know. There is that slight predictable mm-hmm. element to it. However, my last highlight, Carl, is... Um, I don't know if you noticed it. I had to, to read about it, if I'm honest with you. I mean, you could tell there was something different, but I had to read about what was going on. I thought they were just trying something. But um, Fox have uh, allowed the use or given or whatever the 8K cameras that are used for, the, I believe, the NFL mm-hmm. um, to WWE. So you'll notice the entrances this week were a lot more spectacular I don't know. like a lot more detailed a lot more they were sort of filmed slightly differently they were trippy as well as but all fuck. the entrances that's what they were <laughs> yes they were <laughs> they were really weird and I was using these um, these fan dangled AK cameras and you know what I yeah. like it it was definitely different I thought it you was know good. it, it made them there's one thing sorry I was going to say it made them feel like bigger stars almost especially Roman Reigns but the, the part that oh, yeah. threw me off a bit was the fact that it would also blur the background to the extent of like that, that's the bit that really made it mm. weird, like to the point. Jay, uh, you really notice it with Roman because Jay and Uso, Jay, Jay and Uso, Jay Uso and mm. Paul Heyman were behind him, and you could see because of the way the camera was that they were they were kind of blurred, but you could yeah. still see them. But the focus was very much Roman, and it was so weird the way mm. it does it. But like, yeah, it was, that was kind of. I think you'll get used to it, but it was kind of weird at first. Yeah, definitely. But um, there's one thing that I think it's only fair that I commend WWE for. And that is their their willingness to utilize and try technology, mm-hmm. like whether or not you like the Thunderdome, they tried yeah. something. Do you know what I mean? 
and it's like this now they're willing to embrace technology and I, and I think this is one thing that will work and I think you know they're, they're on Fox for a while now and hopefully we carry on seeing these Foxy cameras Foxy cameras um, yeah <laughs> yeah so should we move on to the Oceans yeah let's do it okay so the Nakamura match mm. surprisingly disappointed in this and this and I don't want to be unfair but it's going to sound unfair this further solidifies to me that maybe Jey Uso isn't a main event star I know they're trying to like he's main event Jay and all that kind of bollocks. Um, and Roman pushed him into that position, and he had some really good matches with Roman. But you know Nakamura is like a really well-established wrestler, and the chemistry just wasn't here for me in this mm-hmm. match. And I'm not saying it's totally not Nakamura's fault. Chemistry goes both ways, but this makes me wonder whether Jay is destined to just fall back into the whole tag team fold eventually because this this wasn't a good match. That's in all fairness. I think. It was nice to see the potential of Nakamura becoming a face again. He came out to his old theme. Mm-hmm. You know, he's made a bigger deal of. But the match itself was a bit Yeah, weak. I think all them bits were good. I love his old theme. Um, I, Jay is not a main event star, and I'm sorry to say that. He isn't, and he's never going to be. He will definitely be back as a tag team um, once Jimmy is um, is back, basically. Um, he's done really well, you know, yeah. with what he's had and what he's been given and the stuff with Roman. But, yeah, yeah, you know, he's he's definitely not at that level, unfortunately. But um, something else which I thought was a bit weird in this match was, uh, like, the, the Cesaro on commentary, like, the him and Shinsuke weird yeah. tension, almost. The, yeah, kind of suggesting that there might be some sort of dissension mm-hmm. there, and I get it because, like, in, in some senses, it kind of makes a bit of sense, doesn't it? Because it's like just because one guy's turned face doesn't mean they're both good guys mm-hmm. all of a sudden. So it kind of makes a bit of sense that he might not be on board with it. But is that going to be a feud we're all after, Cesaro versus Shinsuke? Mm-hmm. I mean, don't be wrong; they can definitely put on a good match together. But do we want it? Do mm-hmm. we want it? So, my next one, Carl, and I don't want to be too unfair on this. Like, let's be honest: Natalia's been in the business for a long yeah. time. Yeah. She's a well-established women's wrestler. She's done a lot for women's wrestling. I mean, no disrespect to her at all. However, the way WWE have booked it in the last fucking decade has been to lose mm-hmm. and to have stupid gimmicks. That's pretty much what they've done. So I think the fact that she had a match with Liv Morgan and the fact that she took the win, admittedly through shenanigans, but she took the win, is kind of damaging to any momentum you're trying to give to the Riot Squad. Uh, so it has to be a, an old shite for me. I get it because it was due to the comedic antics of Billy Kay, who is killing it, by the mm-hmm. way. I think her character work is fucking brilliant. Um, and I, I just really tickled me that she wanted to be sort of punk rock with them guys yeah. this week. Uh, and it was obviously down to her distraction that the match was lost. But I don't know. I just, it's still a loss to Natalia. And that shouldn't be a bad thing. But because of the way they've booked Natalia over the last, again, decade, it is a bad thing when you're losing to Natalia you're like proper jobbing out at this point yeah because she's the one and it's not disrespect to her it's just she's the one putting people over that's what she's been doing for a long time now. yeah no you're right i think um i agree billy is absolutely killing it um she's proper funny um but like yeah the way that like the weird distraction just didn't make any sense like what was she doing she was in the ring spinning around and stuff and you know what i mean like yeah i, I don't know why not even that it wasn't like a because we've seen it in previous weeks be really loud outside the ring that it caused a distraction. Yeah. Why did they have to do the in the ring shenanigans? Yeah. That didn't actually make no, any sense. Exactly. I didn't really get it, but um, I don't know. I I feel really bad for um for Liv, and you know I don't want to disrespect uh, Ruby either, but I just think that Liv could have been something. They could have elevated her quite a bit, um, but then they just put her back in the right squad, and it just feels a bit like you know what I mean, like meh. Now it was a mistake splitting them up in the first mm. place, and. It is a real shame because they split them up with a clear intention of giving Liv that push and that solo run, and then they were like, nah, I'm yeah. good. It's a real shame. Mm-hmm. 
But um, again, the momentum that they're trying to build for the Riot Squad, which would be a good idea, given that we do have women's tag teams, um, it seems to be a bit negated as well here. So my other Oshai Carl, and I don't want to talk on this too much, was um, Bailey's whole thing. Ding dong, hello. It's been a shit catchphrase since day fucking Mm -hmm. one, right? It's cringy as fuck. And now we're trying to make a talk show in a show in a, a, a promotion. WWE, we've criticised most weeks, Carl, for just having way too many talk shows. Having the likes of Miz TV, the Dirt Sheet, um, the Moments of Bliss, MVP Lounge, etc., etc., etc. And now we're gonna have this fucking ding dong hello game show looking fucking thing with like. Uh, Bianca Belair is she is, I don't know is she feuding with her I don't even know anymore and it's like I get it Bailey's actually like she is doing an okay a better job than I probably thought she would do as a heel I still don't think I, th- I still think her being a face is a better thing for her I don't think she's as good a heel as she is a face but she's doing a better job than I probably give her credit for initially I think she's starting to f- feel comfortable in that role let's say because um, if you recall when she first became a heel with Asha she was like still kind of a bit too friendly with it all. And you're like, stop smiling, you're a bad guy. But um, even so, I just the whole this whole segment, I just I, I wasn't on board with. I'm like, don't, 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 just don't. I don't I am just so one. sick of uh, talk shows now. Like, come up with something else. There's got to be a way to have a non wrestling segment that isn't a fucking talk show. Like, I get it. Way back when there was Piper's Pit and it was something sound. You know, you've had like the highlight reel and stuff. Okay, cool. But my God, there's never been this many. All and you... and you know what? WWE this week on one show have done our two biggest pet peeves: mm-hmm. talk shows and fucking contract yeah. signings. Yeah, and like like you say, think of something else. Funny, man. which on Raw you'd be like, ah, well it's Raw, it's three hours. No, they didn't even do that shit on Raw. Raw they just fucking rebooked the same matches or variations of the same matches three times. They just smacked <laughs> yeah, that. Just rang the yeah, bell again. Whereas Smack, it's Smackdown, the two-hour show that the fucking they're still using filler segments. It's insane. Yeah. Mad. It is really is, and I don't think this really did anything for Bianca Belair. In no. all honesty, and like even mm. her shtick is getting a bit tired now. The S, the E S, fucking whatever the fuck it is, E S T. I know. I think um, didn't Bailey try and refer to it as a, a, a? How did she put it? Like basically guest. Oh God. G U S. I know, um, and also like just complete absence of the tag scene this week. Complete absence of load of stuff this week. Yeah, mm. kind of weird. Um, and I do need to mention, as I know, shite as well, the Mysterios, the pair of them. For starters, they're apparently just jobbers mm-hmm. now. And secondly, I thought Dominic wanted to be a wrestler. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? You know how you start doing that? <laughs> you can't wrestling me. He's a, he's almost as part time as his fucking dad. It's bad. Isn't he young and new to this? It's bad. Shouldn't he be having regular matches? Totally weird. Yeah. And then apparently Elia and Murphy just fucking ran off. <laughs> like, and I'm kind of glad it's not a thing anymore, but I just like, let's just not even talk yeah. about it, apparently. Mm. Anyway, that was my last Oshai car. I'm done moaning. <laughs> um, and for me, I'm going to give it, it was better than Raw, better than NXT, toying between a one and a half and a one. I think I'm going to go with a one. Fucking hell, mate. Across the board, have, have we disagreed with everything all, all, all episodes? I think we just totally agree with each other yeah, all the time. One yeah. for me as well. Um, yeah, it just wasn't really good at all this week. I kind of across the board. Um, all shows like Dynamite was a bit of like a, a big low for Dynamite. You know, NXT wasn't awful to be fair, but it was just very bland. It's kind of every week really. Raw was awful, and SmackDown was really was much better. So, not the best week, unfortunately. 
Unfortunately for us, who have to sit through and watch it. But you know what's coming? Oh yeah, I know what's coming. And I still maintain it. We've never had a bad rumble. Oh yeah, I am looking forward to it. I hope and. I probably probably not even going to get it, but I still hope there's going to be a few surprises. I know it's a it's a lockdown rumble, it's a COVID rumble, but I'd love to see. They're going to do everything they can to surprise us. They I are. hope so. They know it's a rumble. I, I hope. So. I think even if it's Triple H coming out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even if they're going to use the fact that I mean, actually, we're alluding to the fact that there's not going to be any fans. I don't know. Like, are they going to allow people to be there? It's going to be a, a massive shame if there's no audience there. And the Thunderdome doesn't Apparently, there's a heavy suggestion that there's not going to be an audience, which is a sad thing. But if they have to hedge their bets and have no audience for the Rumble for the sake of maybe having an audience for Mania, I can live with that. Yeah. Like you say, it wouldn't be the same, but I can live with it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I hope it is, you know, still a really, really good Rumble because we live for the Rumble. We love the Rumble. We love the Rumble. <clears throat> so, yeah. So that was this week in wrestling. It was. It's done. It's done. It's dusted. Dusted. So we hope you've enjoyed this week. We hope you've enjoyed our fantastic interview with the one and only Liverpool's own Lizzie Evo. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our good selves ramble about the news and ramble about wrestling this yeah. week. And if you want to follow us on social media, you want to find out where to find us on the likes of your various podcast mediums, various internet mediums, then all you need to do now, thanks to the stellar work from Carl, is search A to the K Wrestling. That's it. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, I believe Snapchat, Snapchat now, now, maybe. You can find us on most any social medias, Twitter. We've got a Tumblr, Anthony, which, I, which I, which I, Tumblr, I thought was like, apparently. you know, merchandise. Like, we've got a Tumblr with our faces on it. But no, it's a, it's a social platform. I don't know if we post on it, but it's we've got one. <laughs> Speaking of merchandise, though, we can we have merchandise. We you can buy the Whiskey and Wrestling t-shirt. You can buy Carl's A to Not the mine. K. I'm not going to, like, auction this wrestling one show off t-shirt. Yeah, that I mean, it'd be signed by one. Carl. It'd be full of his blood and yeah. sweat. Um, you can also buy the new water and wrestling t-shirt <laughs> thanks to our new tea total over That's here, it. Carl. Um, you can also buy this autograph can... battle bottle of Voss. Battle, battle of Voss. And remember, guys, Voss is boss. <laughs> but lastly, you can find us on YouTube again. A to the K Wrestling Show. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Being obviously our our host, our wonderful host is Anker, but you can find us on any podcast platform. Find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, wherever. All the other ones that I can't remember right now. So, until next week, guys. Until next week. Stay safe. Take it easy. Monopoly Events presents For the Love of Wrestling, Europe's largest wrestling convention, back in Liverpool, the Exhibition Centre, between the 15th and 16th of May. Guests this year include Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle, the icon, the showstopper, Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels, three-time WWE champion, three-time TNA champion, things are about to get extreme with Jeff Hardy, seven-time women's champion, diva of the decade and Hall of Fame star Trish Stratus, Grand Slam winner and the wrestling god, John Bradshaw Layfield. These and many, many more will be joining us in Liverpool. Find us on Facebook at For the Love of Wrestling. Visit our website, fortheloveofwrestling.co.uk. For tickets for entry and guests, visit ticketquarter.co.uk. That's ticketquarter.co.uk. For the Love of Wrestling. By the fans, for the fans.